You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome back to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. In conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770, estate and trust planning specialist Sherry McMillan explains why trusts have so many benefits when it comes to protecting your estate. Well, many of us have um, a misunderstanding, I would say, Peter, of what a trust is. And it is because we see the word trust used in all kinds of glamorous ways in movies, um, in fiction, And, you know, ultimately we think it's only for the very, very, very affluent. And I want to share with you that in modern times, I think it's actually a phenomenal tool for any family that have a net worth of seven figures or more. So once our estate um, becomes the value of a million plus, I think we have actually outgrown holding our estate ourselves, holding wills in our estate plan. Um, We have grown up, is what I call it, into the arena of trust planning. And most families want to learn about trust, but it's hard to get appropriate information around it because it has actually only been used in history by the very wealthy group. So I always demystify what a trust is because once people understand how simple it is, they're like, well, I could do that. I would like to do that. And so the first thing to know is a trust is just really a holding pot for assets. And for many people that own corporations, for example, I compare it to a holding company. It acts like a holding company. Um, now, it isn't technically the same by law. It is an actual legal relationship between person that puts value into the trust and manage the trust called a trustee and the beneficiary who gets to benefit from the trust. So the crazy part is you could be both. You could put your entire estate in a trust, be the trustee, and also be the beneficiary. So in effect, it might look like you did nothing. Um, but in actuality, you did do something quite dramatic in law. And the first thing that you have done is that you have protected your estate. And you have protected it from a number of risks. The first risk is, of course, it's now private. So any kind of issue that you may have in life where you have um, a desire to have privacy, let's say you own a business and you don't want people to know your net worth, uh, we see families do it for that reason alone, or they don't want the community to know their uh, value and, and net worth. Again, we do that for that particular reason. The other unique part about the privacy is it protects you from lawsuits. And so many people that are successful um, in business or even just in retirement want to pursue all kinds of activities such as uh, traveling to the United States and vacationing there in the winter or being on boards of directors, for example. Well, all of those have what we call an intrinsic risk to your retirement because, you know, ultimately if something does go wrong, you could be jeopardizing the values that you have in your estate, but you're not if they're in this mechanism of trust because, again, it's private and lawsuit protected. So that's a secondary benefit that we have. The third benefit is tax. So uh, you're not going to be shocked that I keep going back there. But with the high tax tables that we're facing today, the first two areas in trust law that we want to employ is we want to create that giant tax-free savings account in your estate up to the 25% that you're entitled to. And we do want to do that by January. And then the second technique that we want to also employ is something called an estate freeze in a trust. Now, in the good old days, and I call that the 60s and 70s in tax planning, what accountants would often do is if I owned a successful business, they would add the kids to the shares. Uh, And they would do this to other things too, like the family cottage, 
um, you know, the, the family farm, they would add children to that land title or those share classes. I don't recommend that in modern times. Alternatively, I recommend that you take your business or your farm or whatever it may be that's precious to you, like a cottage, and we hold it not by your own name, but by trust. And by doing it this way, we protect it for the family and the bloodline, but we also protect it from tax because a trust is a separate individual in the eyes of Canada Revenue Agency. So I always say this, and it sounds harsh, I realize, Peter, but it really emphasizes the point. People die, trusts don't. So when we die and we own an estate, we have to pay tax on it, all the growth that we haven't paid tax on yet. But if I have pushed my estate into a trust before I die, then I don't necessarily owe that tax because my trust did not die. And so this technique, we actually have technical language for it. We call it an estate freeze. And so there's a real window of opportunity as far as I can see here because of the contraction of the economy that we've had in the last while. And what that means to business owners specifically or people with real estate that might have diminished in value is if we now create the trust for you today, do the estate freeze at the depressed value, it's actually to your advantage because in the event that value increases back to where it was before or even further, we're not going to pay a whole bunch of estate tax on your estate when you pass on. So the silver lining, if there is one when uh, economies contract, is that this is the perfect opportunity to do your estate planning. And this is when you want to do these kinds of techniques and tax called the estate freeze in that trust mechanism. Again, we're talking about people with assets uh, of seven figures or higher. This is where this particular technique uh, comes into play. Um, Is there anything that one cannot put in a trust? No, we're very fortunate really in Canada that we can include anything in a trust. Um, And frequently we do see families encourage them to put their entire estate in the trust so that it serves as an estate plan for the family. So interestingly enough, because a trust does not die, what in fact you have done is you have executed your estate in advance of your passing. And so your family have no or little workload to do upon your passing because it's already been executed. Now the trick is, Peter, and there is a trick to this, let's say I do use a trust to hold my entire estate, is I always make sure in the parent group that they are the first beneficiaries in line to use the estate. And that might sound obvious, but it's not always obvious. Um, Often when people are thinking about estate planning, they're very gracious and generous and they think about their children first. But I back them up and say, wait a minute, if you live to 100, we have to make sure that you have first use of the entire estate your whole life. And you might need to spend it all. We don't know. Depends how long you live. But ultimately, what is remaining in that trust will serve as an estate plan for the children anyway. And so then the workload for the children has been mitigated and we don't have to go through the court systems. Uh, if if the family home is in the trust, and I, I presume by your comments that that would certainly be legal, if that home is sold, it's just like another asset within the trust that gets that gets exchanged for cash or for something else. Um, is there um, it, does this allow you to take out a mortgage to buy a home and uh, essentially pay yourself 
plus interest or in some fashion um, and, and do it all legally. It certainly does. And it's really just a mechanism or a tool for us in our toolkit. And, you know, many families think it is very flexible and they very, really appreciate um, that there's really nothing that they can't do themselves as an individual that they can't do within the trust. So why they would use the trust is, again, for all the various protections that come along with it. And, you know, one of the really interesting things about having your wealth in trust, if you're a snowbird, for example. So let's say you have your primary home in trust here in Canada and you have your savings in trust and your business in trust. And now you're snowbirding down in the U.S. Um, if you have any kind of liability risk, it doesn't matter Ultimately, the only risk that you're associated with is the assets that you may hold in the U.S. You're not going to be jeopardizing anything you hold in Canada. I, I, and I think of people who serve on boards of directors uh, where there may be some liability involved. Well, your personal asset base within a trust can't be attacked by um, by a litigator uh, if you are sued for any reason. And that would cover a lot of people, I think, who are listening to this program today. I I think it certainly does. And one of the things I always share with families is, you know, when we think of the word estate planning, they often think of passing, but you always make mention, Peter, that it's life planning and it needs to be because they have done studies and we are going to live longer during retirement than we did in our working career. Well, that means we need protection. If we live three, four decades out into the future, and this estate that we've crafted and created, whether it be real estate, businesses, farmland, cottages, all of that is our pension. In effect, we need to build a protective wall around it so it remains with us. There's another legislation that the trust would protect us from, and it's an interesting one. It's new to Alberta in the last five to 10 years, and it's called the Adult Interdependency Act. And it means this, anybody can be your spouse as long as you live with them. You don't have to prove a sexual relationship, and they don't have to be the same sex as you. So imagine you have a large estate with your spouse. One of you passes early. The spouse that's left behind lets a caregiver live with them. Who is the spouse? All of a sudden, we have just maybe jeopardized our estate and our children won't take the rightful share they should. Plus, we've jeopardized our own retirement because that person could come in and make claim. And a reminder to attend the Macmillan Estate Planning Seminar this coming Thursday. Minimizing tax, protecting retirement income, and preserving family harmony will be key topics. Register online at macmillanestate.com or call during office hours Monday through Friday. 403-266-6464. This is The Strong Room. 